let's get into our very next podcast. These are uh, local guys who I have had the privilege of being right next to at a PopCon and now have the privilege of getting to talk with and bring on to our podcast marathon. Please welcome the entire, well, I think the entire crew, most of the crew here from the established facts. Hi, guys. Hello. Hey. Hello. Welcome, welcome to the party. Uh, so let me ask, because you are uh, you are an integral part of the PopCon family and have been for a long time. Um, how are I, I, how are you guys doing with this being virtual? Uh, what's been great about it? Is there anything you're missing other than having a table right next to to, to me who never shuts up? Uh, <laughs> how you doing? Well, um, I, I want to cry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know how long it's been since i've seen these faces i'm saying (laughs) i'm saying i i think that what uh you know one of the things that uh i have found to be a challenge is that in this time obviously trying to be responsible for our own health and the health of the people that we love who most of which are also on our podcast uh i was looking back and i've realized that outside of getting together every once in a while and see each other in game, we haven't actually gotten a chance to record in almost four months. And it's been just hectic with, you know, different schedules and trying to get that. It's hard enough just to schedule uh, uh, on a regular basis, but then having to deal with, you know, with social distancing and making sure that we're taking care of each other and we're taking care of ourselves. It's definitely been a challenge that we've had to try and, and uh, figure out how to overcome but uh, I'm excited that we have this opportunity to kind of all sit together at the table. Um, and especially, uh, you know, KJ, you said uh, uh, last year we got a chance to hang out with you guys right next to us. And that was so much fun being able to meet your crew and you guys being able to meet us and, and just kind of like, you know, hamming back and forth. Because that's definitely, uh, I think, what we're probably best at so yeah we have that in common for sure yeah. <laughs> all right well i am officially going to step out of this and let the established facts podcast take over our popcon marathon all right well hey everybody <laughs> well i'm trying to leave can oh, that's all right. <laughs> you don't have to. Well, there's a member right there. KJ. <laughs> <laughs> Just ignore me. My mouse isn't letting me leave. <laughs> oh, that's fine. That's fine. Well, um, you know, to I guess kind of get this thing rolling in a in a semi traditional sense. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Virtual PopCon, uh, PopCon 2020. Um, is this year six, seven now? I can't remember anymore. I'm, I've slept a it's, lot since It's the then. year that we've been in every one of them. The year so. that we've been in every one. That's right. <laughs> Whatever the year is, that's right. the year that we're on. Oh, goodness gracious. Many. Well, I want to welcome everybody seven. to uh, uh, Virtual PopCon. Uh, thank you so much for uh, checking us out. Uh, we are the Established Facts. Uh, and to give this a proper introduction... Uh, this is episode 213 of the Established Facts, and uh, we're going to go around. Um, let's, uh, ladies first, go ahead and um, introduce ourselves on the mics and then uh, get into uh, just a little bit of chatter. So, I'm Avi Tall. I'm Virtual Lance. <laughs> 
this is still Josh. That's right. And and this, of course, is still your host, Big Don. Um, again, thank you guys so much for joining us uh, at Virtual PopCon this year. Um, so Josh and I were just talking a few minutes before uh, off the mics, as we tend to do, and uh, came to realize that not only is this our 213th episode, uh, which would probably obviously be a lot higher if we uh, had been able to get together previous to this, but I, I will say that there are a lot of celebrations that we can have with this episode because as of this episode, we have been podcasting for now nine years as the established facts here locally in Indianapolis. And we have had all sorts of, uh, you know, we've had changes in uh, the cast itself. We've had, changes in obviously um you know the the environment around us uh not just uh locally i think i think you know we're recording josh and i are actually recording in his home um and i believe if i'm not mistaken this is the third home of the established facts if you will um because we started in josh's apartment uh and then we went and moved primarily to Josh and Deb's first home. And now we're in Josh and Deb's second home. And so uh, it's, there's been a lot of changes over the last nine years and over the last 213 episodes. And there's probably a couple of episodes I'm forgetting or some that we've done that we never actually got saved. Uh, <laughs> um, but episode 109. What, oh, episode 109. That's right. <laughs> the, the episode that never really existed, but actually existed. Yep. Um, but I would like to hear from uh, Avital and Lance uh, real quick, um, or not real quick, but just uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, how you guys are feeling about, uh, you know, the environment that we are all kind of dealing with and, and trying to figure out how we can continue to be really close uh, gaming family and, uh, and also podcasting and, and how we can continue to contribute to, to uh, our culture in gaming in this sense. Anyone, anyone, of you? uh, that's a big question, Don. Uh, I mean, this whole situation is learning, everybody has to learn how to deal with it. I've done a lot more video chats with my family and friends than I ever did before, you know, things like that. Um, it's hard to do things like LARP and play tabletop games when you can't get together. But we're, as we learn, you know, what things we have available to us, like it gets easier. Like the, the digital gaming gets easier as we get more used to using the different platforms we have available to us. And I find that I have to be more proactive about... approaching people because I don't do that ever really. Like people are just tell me, Oh, this thing is happening at this time. And I'm like, okay, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> and if things aren't happening as much, then, you know, I personally have to learn more to reach out to my friends more than I'm used to. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't think things have changed very much for me. I'm, I'm a stay home parent so my house is my office so it everything else closing down 
my office never closed. So I've been here doing the exact same thing the whole time. I just have added family members to my gaming. So now instead of my wife going off to work or my daughter going off to school, we're all at home. So we can all play games. We can all do things together. Um, like the going out to the grocery store was a bit of a hassle. Yeah. Because they closed early. I'm a night guy. You know that. I'm, I'm a middle of the night person. So I couldn't go to the grocery store at two o'clock in the morning. Uh, so I had to wrap my schedule around that. But otherwise, really, nothing's changed. I've, I have actually found new ways of doing old things. So instead of getting together, like sometimes I'll play a console game and invite friends to come play. Or uh, recently, uh, we've started doing like Zoom tabletop gamings where two board games exist in different places and we're all moving the pieces at the same time. But not much has changed here, really. Just miss yeah, you guys. Right. I think Josh and I were actually talking about that yesterday, that um, uh, Lance, that you and Vanessa have been playing uh, games with Josh and Deb through Zoom because you guys have the same, like, copies of the same games and stuff like that to be able to just kind of lay it out and have the cameras there so that you can all see the boards and the pieces and moving things around and allowing, like, I think, what game were you guys talking about? Josh? Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yeah, we played the Ghostbusters board game. That's right. It, it did create some ingenuity, yeah, because we had to figure out how we're going to put a camera on a, a basically a music stand yeah. so that we could tip the, the screen down so the camera could show the board. It just, it's finding new ways to do the same old things. Yeah. I like it. What about yeah, you guys? It, well, I, you know, I think that one thing that I have been doing a lot more of is, and I love playing console games, but I have not had nearly the amount of time to play console games in my recent past until all of this started going on. And then I find myself, you know, I was never. I never thought I would be somebody who would enjoy games like Minecraft and stuff like that. But the fact that, and, and it may be the fact that my 11 year old and my eight year old really like Minecraft that we all sit down at the table or not sit down at the table, sit down on the couch and kick on the Xbox and all play Minecraft together. So I agree with you. I think it's, what's interesting is that I'm, I'm observing that I'm trying to be more purposeful with the time that I have because at the end of the day, if I've just sat around all day and not actually done anything active, I just feel like I want to, you know, pull my hair out. The other thing is too, like, like, uh, you know, I, because of the, the, uh, lockdown and things like that, the company I was working for, I'm no longer working for. So I'm at home a lot more than I was previously. And so that's another thing is like, just like trying to stay, productive with my time at home when I'm not just hanging out and playing uh, board games or playing video games and stuff like that. And then still adding that into my daily schedule or regular schedule anyhow, so that I can spend active productive time with my family and active productive time with, you know, job related stuff, whether it's searching for a job or helping a friend out with something or, uh, you know, just trying to be active in, in that, in that sense. So. I know. For me, uh, just truth be told, I, I know Don is the same, and I, I know a lot of our uh, other podcasters are not, but being the, the extrovert that we are, um, when you go from 
being able to go pretty much anywhere and talk to whoever and do whatever you want to uh, having to set up your office in your bedroom (laughs) and um, the, your introverted wife is going back and forth to work and you're going back and forth to your bedroom to work uh, as the extrovert was a little bit of a challenge, but from, from a gaming perspective, I think we, we really we had a really cool realization because thus far deb and i have been able to go to PaizoCon, which is normally in seattle uh we were going to go to origins um online which is normally columbus but you know those who haven't heard that ended up getting canceled but at the same time uh paizo came behind and ran this thing called concurrent allowing for pathfinder yeah. society and starfinder society games to go on because origins didn't have enough room for all the games they wanted to run and then when origins canceled they just did all the games through concurrent so we were able to do that and now we're doing virtual popcon and we're going to try and do gen con online so we've actually been able to attend more conventions that we wouldn't have been able to because we didn't have to go yeah (laughs) (laughs) living room living room cons that's right that's it uh we've had of course fun zoom meetings uh and Diablo three sessions that resulted yes. in the ultimately untimely death of my 14 year old PlayStation three. <laughs> um, may it rest in peace. Poor thing. <laughs> um, the wizard killed it, I guess. Uh, but I was able to load it up enough to get my character up in the cloud. So I got to see if I can get Deb's character up there so that hopefully when, the PlayStation four or five, when people buy a five, if Diablo three works on it, we can continue playing at that time. But we started a new game. We fi- I finished two role-playing games. I did one with work for the fall of plague stone for pathfinder second edition, and finally finished the Emerald Spire super dungeon from pathfinder first edition. Um, lots of board games. Deb and I have been, I, I bought a uh, steering wheel for uh, the computer and PlayStation four. So my wife and I can play racing games. <laughs> it's you find ways to enjoy it no and sometimes it's sometimes as i said it's buying your feelings um (laughs) but it really that's what it's been about is finding ways to spend time with the family and reaching out like avital said you know and finding ways to to game with the others that you would normally game with in the same room but find other ways to do it Yeah, I I think, uh, you know, building off of kind of what we're all talking about, what's been really interesting is just um, figuring out what things, uh, you know, in the panel that uh, uh, Josh and I were in yesterday with our friend Peter, we talked about uh, podcasting and how he and I, you know, Josh and I have been podcasting together now for nine years. And Peter asked us what has made the relationship between Josh and I so concrete. And I think that, I'm going to use the same or at least a similar analogy to what I used yesterday is, is kind of knowing, you know, what I said yesterday was one of the things is knowing what hill you're going to die on. And I think that you can still use a similar mentality to where we're at now in knowing what things are the most important in your current life the way it is and what things you're willing to just, you know, either do without or completely eliminate and and being able to find value in the opportunities that you do have uh, and think so hard about the things that you 
that you can't do because obviously if you if you can't do them if you don't have the control to do them then you know what we need to do is we need to find an opportunity to just enhance what oppor- what what occasions we do have to get together and whether it be podcasting or gaming or just having dinner together or just talking on the phone or something like getting back to some of those older sensibilities that that generations before us have had um and really prioritizing the things that we uh, the things that we actually find to be, you know, um, uplifting, whether it be culturally uplifting or personally uplifting or, you know, uplifting with your family or your friends or something like that, focusing on those things instead of focusing on the things that we, that we don't really have a lot of control over or that we can't change right now, you know, or, or, uh, things that we are in the process of changing. Um, I want to. Yeah, we I call it the a bit about what's that? Sorry, sorry. We call that the the funeral situation. The yeah. the people that are most important to you are the ones that'll show up at your funeral. You know, yep. you've got your close friends, you've got your distance friends, you've got your internet and social media friends who you may not even see. They're just people that you know online. Yeah. The people that are going to be at your funeral, the people who are around you every day, the people that matter the most are the ones you're going to spend more time with, especially when when you can't go out and and socialize and do those things yeah so yeah that's that's who we've been focusing on not that i don't love hanging out with my friends but getting a what's the word a more focused relationship even though we're all together usually uh especially with my kids my wife my my in-laws my mom right just deepening that already deep relationship yeah yeah and i i I've found personally what's been very interesting is that there are relationships that I have had with friends that have just been somewhat casual relationships that I have really sought to mature in a lot of ways um, that I don't know that would have been as much of a priority or wasn't much of a priority when, you know, we were doing the normal nine to five or, or our regular, you know, recording schedule or a regular gaming schedule, what have you like, kind of realizing that there are a lot of people that I haven't gotten a chance to see in a long time, or I haven't gotten a chance to really build on that foundation of the relationship that we have, that I am now really prioritizing that, that time uh, to be able to, even if it's just reaching out and having a a conversation or something like that, you know, um, people that I went to middle school with that meant a lot to me or people that I went to high school with that meant a lot to me that I haven't talked to in years. And then just taking that time to say, Hey, I just want you to know that even though we may not talk, we may not see each other, you know, our relationship previously has meant a lot to me. And I just want you to know that I'm thinking about you and you know, that if you need anything or if you need someone to talk to or something like that, please don't, you know, please don't hesitate to reach out to me because I am here. And, and even though there's distance, like, in a sense, distance, whether it be physical distance or time, you know, can make the heart grow fonder, if you will, you know, to use kind of a cliche line, but just being able to understand that the relationships that we do have with each other are really meaningful relationships. If we put those, if we put the priority into building off of those and, and, and kind of creating that foundation. So, so, one thing that I'd like to talk about um, that I know would probably be fairly easy for us to talk about, you know, we've been talking about a lot of the things that uh, we have changed or things that we have adapted to 
uh, our what is our current norm um, when it comes to gaming or when it comes to communicating. But, you know, the established facts, <clears throat> like I said earlier, we're nine years old. And so there's a lot of things that have changed or that we've gotten a chance to do um, over the almost 10 years that we've been recording um, that I kind of want to, I kind of want to think back on and, and kind of talk a little bit about. So what so I would change the subject. Uh, yeah. I'm okay. changing the subject. Yeah. 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 Um, because it's important. Throw the notes away. Uh, no, I, it's important for me, for us to focus on what we're currently going through, but I also want to talk a little bit about where we've come from to get to where we are now. And, uh, you know, for, for anyone who, may be interested in doing a podcast for, for someone who might be interested in getting into gaming and uh, you know, maybe they have a, a fantasy author or a game designer that they've really enjoyed uh, what they've produced. Um, you know, I know that we have some insights on, on that sort of thing. And, and, and what's funny is normally we would do an episode uh, like a pre con episode uh, what you should do before you go to a convention. Da, da, da. Well, you know, it just so happens that at this point, what you should do before you go to a convention is make sure your mic and your headphones work. And that's kind of that's kind of the deal. You know, make sure you have a good and internet. The beforehand. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> exactly. Um, but what I'd like uh I'd like to start with uh Lance, if that's okay. Or I can start with Josh if Lance you want a little bit extra time to re to write new notes. Um uh but uh uh, I would like to hear what um, one or two of your of your favorite moments over the last uh, nine years that you know. It, and Lance, I know you and Avital have not been day oneers, but you've been around us and you've been with the podcast for long enough to have some really significant things um, that you've gotten a chance to contribute with or or be affected by when it comes to. Uh, being a part of the Established Facts podcast. So I, I just want to talk a little bit about some of those moments um, uh, before we get into, you know, talking about a couple of other things. Why don't we round robin this? So one person say one thing and then another and then another. So it goes around so we don't repeat each other or we don't yeah. say he took all of mine, right? right. Yeah, I just wanted to so, start. I figured I would just start with you or Josh. That's fine. I'll go. Yeah. Um, so getting to be part of the ground up for one of the few con events, I think that was that was really good for me. Um, contributing to it, taking part in it, running a game uh, after having seen my my friends run games, and finally being the having the confidence to say, you know what, I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to jump in and not just play, but also contribute. And yeah. I wouldn't have done that without this podcast. Okay. We have a Dr. Deb in the background. Hi, Deb. <laughs> uh joshy what what would you say is uh something that over the last nine years has been really significant to you in your podcasting history or you know something that just really kind of changed your perspective on on what we're doing so i joked about episode 109 which uh over time, I have a feeling that number is going to change. Like one day it's going to be at 112, one because I honestly don't remember what number it was. Uh, it probably was more like an episode nine ish, like earlier on. Yeah. But uh, in that moment, uh, when the realization hit that I had completely lost an hour and a half worth of work, everyone just looked and went, Well, see you guys tomorrow. Yep. <laughs> Let's do it again. 
<laughs> um, and we just we came back together because the same thing happened again that with Lance. I remember that because I managed to we had recorded two episodes and I saved one of them. Um, oh, I remember that. Oh yeah, yeah. Managed to save one after that. looking at my wife, and it was saying, like an in between episode that we missed. Like we, yeah. it was a, in a series. Yeah, <laughs> we had done like episodes one, two. And then like four and lost yep. three and had to go back and do three. Oh, but man. every every time that has happened, um, there's never really been any anger. Everybody was just like, you know what? It happens. Let's just let's just keep going. And I think that really stands a lot for uh the teamwork that uh our podcast has always had. And uh I I even as the guy who was freaked out and probably ready to throw his laptop, I still felt pretty good knowing that everybody was willing to just go with it and um, reorganize. And we came back together in both instances and knocked it out of the park. I agree. I agree. Um, Avital. Um, well, I see the first thing I'll go with is just uh, so the first India PopCon in 2014. Uh, I was not uh, a part of the podcast, but I said that I would help them with the table at the con. And I literally, that is actually the only time I've ever bought a badge for PopCon. <laughs> I mean, so we I'm completely financially support this convention. Just want to be very clear. Absolutely, <laughs> we we support them in other ways than buying badges. Uh, but I bought my badge, and then I just pay, I spent basically my entire weekend just sitting at the table with you guys, helping out. Before I was a part of the podcast, but that weekend was the first time that I was ever on a recording. Just That's right. Was at the table there. Um, and that it's cool. a very simple interview process. It's it's hey, you're here. You want to be on? <laughs> <laughs> and then it wasn't it wasn't too long after that that Josh was like, "Hey, so." <laughs> I was so like, you "That sounds come along? Yeah, that sounds like a good time. <laughs> That's crazy. I can't believe that was 2014. Yep. My I just googled to make sure what the first indie pop was. Yeah. Well, I, I know you're not on a, a camera per se, um, Dr. Deb, but you are uh you just so happen to be sitting next to what? your, your Hey, there we are. All right, all right. This screen there is gonna hold up better. There you go. There you go. Oh, uh, that's well. adorable. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Dr. Deb. So, something that since day, because you're day one. Where's Josh? You're day one. Why is she smiling? I was day one. I, I was pre-day one. You were probably day zero. I was, yes. Episode zero. It was done in our apartment, if I recall yep. correctly. So, yeah. Um, I was, yeah. So, since the beginning, uh, what is something that really kind of stands out as a breakthrough moment or something that really, after nine years, really does kind of stand out to you as kind of a, a really cool moment or, uh, you know, a, a, I guess, yeah, a pinnacle to uh, nine years of recording. The Tracy Hickman interviews, um, especially the first one that I ever got to sit in on, 
definitely stand out. Um, I remember the first one and being like, oh my gosh, that's, that's Tracy Hickman. Like he, he's like, okay, he's, he's not a God, but he's like in gaming world, like he, his creativity. He creates gods. That's actually exactly. (laughs) And his creativity and the impact and the input that he's put into so much um, in the gaming world. And then to listen to him speak, he's, he's, he's eloquent, you know, he's, he's gracious. He's got some hilarious stories. I mean, I just wanted to listen to him talk and just be like, just talk. You know, I know we're pod. No, just talk. I don't care. Just shh, let him talk more. Um, Cause it was so much that he had to share about his experiences and his, his thoughts about gaming and the, the gaming world and how we interact with each other and Gen Con. He'd been to so many Gen Cons. So I, I loved um, every single time I got to sit in on the Tracy Hickman uh, podcast and getting to hear his work with Avoid, and I was so excited for him because um, it seemed like it was something that he was just really passionate and excited about, and he got to work with his son, and I was so happy for him. I felt, you know, I'm like, I know I'm not a family member, but I feel just like, you know, uh, Uncle Tracy, I'm so happy for you, um, that sort of idea. So I loved those. Um, I would have to say probably one of the more significant things that stands out in my head. Um, you know, I can still remember episode one sitting there with all of our mic stands and trying to figure like we lit. I literally remember us looking at each other and going, so what are we doing? How are we doing this? You know? Um, and, and nine years later, we still haven't answered that question. So, uh, <laughs> that's, what I'm doing. that's right. That's that right. <laughs> um, but I would have to say, probably one of the more significant things for me um, isn't even like a podcast moment per se. Uh, we were at, I, it may have been PopCon. I know that it was a, it was a local convention and the um, Hoosier gamers were running a game room and I walked in. I don't even think I was wearing an established facts t-shirt or anything like that at the time, but I walked in uh, to the game room to, borrow a game so that we could sit down. I think it was maybe me and, and my wife and a couple of other friends uh, to sit down and play a board game. We were going to borrow a board game from the Hoosier gamers. Um, if you're not familiar with them, uh, they let you borrow board games. Um, and then <laughs> uh, the gentleman who was sitting at the table, who was um, checking games back in, he uh, I was talking to the person in front of me to to get the game that we wanted, and from just from my right hand side, I just hear, "Are you Big Don from the Established Facts?" And I almost just literally passed out. I was like, "I'm sorry, what?" Like, yes, I am. And he goes, "Man, I love listening to you guys. Like, you guys are so funny when you you know." And I'm like, "Well, thank you for lying to me to my face, but." <laughs> Um, but it was just so surreal because when we started the podcast, the idea was there were people that we knew that we were friends with that we all had very, uh, opinionated stances on gamings or on gamings on gaming and, and kind of the development of what makes a good game, whether it's a board game or role-playing game or video gaming. And, and it was it was always our interest 
to put something out that people would enjoy just listening to us rant at each other for an hour or so, you know, 45 minutes to an hour or so. Um, but I don't think it ever really came to my mind that other people had been listening and been affected by what we were doing until that moment. And the sad thing is like we had several people that were really good friends of ours that we've had conversations with. Lance was one of them, you know, before Lance started recording, he listened to us and he was like, you guys drive me nuts because I just want to yell at you when I don't agree with you <laughs> while I'm listening to the podcast. And so That's then we were like, right. well then just sit down and record and yell at us live. Yell you know? at us on a microphone. Yeah. But it, it, right. It was so surreal because all of a sudden what we were doing had an impact people were actually listening and it, you know, it's still only three or four people, but it's okay <laughs> because nine years later, we're still doing this and we're still loving what we're doing. And you know, it's not, it's, this is literally a labor of love. It's not something that we make money doing. It's not something that we're seeking sponsorship in doing, uh, unless you're interested. Um, but the point is like th this, has been a passion of all of ours, whether we knew it or not, because it's become a passion of all of ours. Uh, you know, from the first episode, from the first time we all sat in front of a mic, really confused on what we were going to do uh, <laughs> to now where we're still really confused <laughs> on what we're going to do. Um, but I think that, I think that what's great about it is knowing that there are people out there that value other opinions that value other outlooks in life. And, and I think that, I think that, you know, and this is not a PSA per se, but the idea of us being able to take that same mentality and apply it to the rest of the world around us is so important to me because what I want people to know is that the established facts is, is a group of friends and family that want to continue to add to our group of friends and family and that we look out for each other and that we love each other and that it's doing a podcast for this long, you start to realize that it's so much more than just sitting in front of a microphone and, and recording your own voice. You know, we can all do that, especially in this day and age, we can all do that very easily, but then also wanting to hear what someone's opinion, whether they be agreeing or disagreeing with you could be. Uh, and, you know, we've always been a podcast that, that has shot to be apolitical and, and a religious and, and, and and someone who wants to listen to every side and wants to hear and it's you know we use it uh in gaming so that's really easy because we're all passionate about that but we're also very passionate i think as individuals about other individuals um and i think that that's one side effect that has been a positive side effect for a lot of us is being able to reach out to people that you know we don't know people that we've never met and learn about them and, and to create that foundational relationship. We didn't know Tracy Hickman outside of him being, you know, a New York times bestselling author until we asked him to sit down with us. And now I can tell you that he's one of the coolest guys in the world to just sit down and talk to much less record something with, because, you know, he and his wife are so passionate about what they're doing and you can't help but just invest yourself in that passion. Kind of get swept along. Yeah, it's in, with, it's incredible. With the investment he's put in in his life yeah. into it, and um, I just, yeah, I agree. Com I agree completely. Yeah, I I love talking to Tracy Heckman. So I feel like kind of where I want to transition now is I would like 
for you guys, um, Lance and, and Avital and, and Josh and, and Deb, um, kind of talk to us a little bit about how you feel uh, or where, where you feel we're going to go in the next steps. You know, one of the things that we talk about a lot is, you know, where's, where's gaming going to go within the next two years? You know, we've talked about like virtual gaming and now we're virtual conning, which is really kind of interesting. Um, but in general, like using kind of the experiences that we're, that we are dealing with right now uh, in what the future looks like, where do you guys kind of see a lot of these things going and, and what sort of uh, what sort of positive or maybe negative side effects do you see um, happening with a lot of the changes that we are currently making? I see a lot of positives. Um, you know, I, I struggle with that because I very much would rather be in person and as much of these opportunities, but I think this got mentioned a little bit in our, um, career and entertainment panel. Um, that was for those that have your popcorn tickets. It was at what? Four o'clock, four o'clock yesterday. Yeah. Um, so go check it out on demand as KJ mentioned. Um, but you know, a virtual presence is almost going to be almost going to be a requirement now, I think for a lot of these bigger conventions, um, you know, what I kind of mentioned with PopCon is I don't know if PopCon will necessarily run a virtual convention at the exact same time as PopCon, but I fully expect them to do a virtual one. Like, with, like say they would do a virtual one six months and a physical one six months. They may do something virtual during the physical so that people can feel like they're directly involved. But, uh, I mean, PaizoCon, I'm sure, learned a huge lesson with their virtual presence because they ran over 1200 games yeah. over the weekend, which they usually run about, I think 800 at Gen Con. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's 1200 games with what a minimum of four to five people at a table. Yeah. And, that's and they insane. normally only have 2000 attendees. Yeah. And if 1200 at four to six is yeah. 4,800 to 7,200 people. That's insane. Like those are huge opportunities for co- yeah. conventions like that. Yeah. And, and Gen, Gen Con's doing something similar with like their event tickets and stuff. It's like two dollars for each event ticket. Yeah, but you're—I mean, that's a—that is a great way to be able to still maintain or at least raise funds for your organization without it costing us, you know, a lot of money in passes and tickets and things like that, and them a lot of money in travel and sponsorships and stuff like that. Like, yeah, that's. And, and, for, really and for those podcasters or uh, streamers or uh, celebrities or whoever that are just not physically able to make it, but want to be involved or have the opportunity to be involved. Uh, I mean, I don't know if anybody has seen this uh, cameo thing online. Apparently celebrities gave you the ability to pay X amount and they'll send you like a two to three minute video clip. Uh, yeah. There, this is a similar opportunity for these conventions. I mean, they're they're charging anywhere from twenty five to fifty dollars, just like they would at a physical convention. But as KJ mentioned, you get three minutes, just you and the celebrity, like to have a video conversation. Like That's those are cool. those are really great opportunities. And um, for gaming, I mean, goodness, I could go I could go on and on about how great Roll Twenty and Fantasy Grounds and Discord and all these things have been for this world zoom zoom probably had no idea they were going to blow up to the ability yeah. they did. <laughs> it's crazy it's crazy 
Um, which of course has in a capitalist society forced Microsoft and Google and Facebook to all step up their games. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. yeah. Because we're because we're Go all capitalism. That's it. <laughs> we're all we are all benefiting from that. Currently, literally currently, we're all benefiting from from that sort of thing. So Deb. So I had an idea that came to me as Josh was like, oh, I have an idea. Like, you know, the kindergartner who's swinging her hand in the air. Um, what would happen if at some of these bigger conventions, so your Gen Cons and your Dragon Cons and Comic-Con, what if you could pay money to be in a virtual game run by a Tracy Hickman? Or run I, I take all my money right now. I, yes. yes. Amen. Or about $1,000,000. Tell me the other big names. Um, Matt, Matt Mercer, Joe Manganiello, Dress, uh, Dress uh, Bob Salvatore. I'm just trying to think. Some of these, you know, what if Margaret Weiss would be willing One. to run a game? Like, yeah. Oh my goodness, you could say you were in a game with world famous authors and creators. Yeah. I think that would be really cool. It would be amazing. And I think that would be a great chance. Or if you're a game master to be in a game run by one of them. I mean, yeah. talk about like a master class. So they could do that. Yeah. You know, gaming master class. Um oh and my there goodness. could be breakfast. That, that yeah. also brings yeah. yes. Yeah, maybe absolutely. you have actually have breakfast. Actual breakfast actual breakfast at a Hickman, Hickman breakfast. breakfast. Right? <laughs> you don't have to provide it yourself though. Right. Yeah. You have to cook it yourself. But um I mean, I'll show up in, with some Lucky Charms. I don't <laughs> care. I'll come I'm up down. with Long's Donuts. Heck oh, yeah, there we go. See? Now we're talking. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so that was one thought I had. The other one is, um, I, I know we've been doing, it's been podcasting, but at the moment, we're podcasters on video. So I really think yeah. that for us personally, I think that the next step is stepping up our game a little bit and moving and getting comfortable with video opportunities, which yeah. this is one of them. Um, you already mentioned I'm, totally experimenting with uh gaming vlogging i've been putting some stuff up on the established facts youtube page practicing video editing because i would like to do some actual plays <laughs> it's been that long time and, and by the way yeah by the way, yeah. Uh, Lance and vanessa both have professional videography experience i don't think <clears> I, <throat> that. I think i only thought it was audio legit oh I, no no I, we I were videographers about. and radio people we did it all okay we yeah. put together whole newscasts so yeah, i told you I'd if tell you need help Thank you for telling her. It was only audio. And live, too. The audio guy. So I'm like, I don't think we got any video people. Well, no. well, here then. And you totally. There, that's me tossing it at him. Um, because actual plays with a board right in front of us. I, I want I've wanted to do that for probably a couple of years now. And I think now's the time that we could step up and do it. Um, we just, you know, have to be able to actually organize it. Yeah, that whole organizing thing. Yeah. But <laughs> I think we're slowly trying to get back into the let's sit down and schedule now that we kind of understand, you know, the ebb and flow of what's going on with us and exactly keeping ourselves again, keeping ourselves protected and, yeah. and taking responsibility for that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. CA responsibility. So, so those are just my two thoughts. One was a random thought about what cons can do, and one was um, what I, what I think we should step up into because we have the ability. Obviously, you should see my, you should see my loft at the moment. We got cords everywhere. Holy cow! That's a fact. We got no excuse. That, that is, is that's that the establishment. Uh, uh, see what you did there. Uh, I hate you. <laughs> I'm done now. Somebody else talk. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I was just thinking, not specifically about something we could do. Although in the future, I'm sure we could look into it, but. 
I know this is already where technology is heading, but uh, virtual reality is definitely something. Um, so Jason, my my husband, husband. Congratulations, right. I was gonna, I was gonna give you till the end of the episode. Yeah, I wasn't gonna say anything. I wanted you to say it first. Anyways, um, he is going back to school at IUPUI in the fall. Um, he heard his name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is uh? Tell what is the program that you're gonna be? Hi, Jason. Hi, Jason. Hi, Jason. Hello, how are you? Congratulations. What's the name of the program? Uh, the Media Arts and Science. Thank you very much. Media Arts and Science. <laughs> Media Arts and Science uh, Master's cool. Program. And, and then he wants to get a PhD in anthropology after that. Um, but Those are the same. <laughs> I mean, they are if you like what to do docu-series. Have you ever seen a documentary about archaeologists? Someone I'm has just, to go in front of the I'm camera. So what, what he wants to do is um, he wants to look into using uh, virtual reality and augmented reality um, to help bring, like, uh, historical places to life. Tracy talked about that. Like, right. It, it's, that, it's that kind of a thing. Like, yeah, I thought visited, that was a really good idea. We visited the void uh, when we were down in Orlando in March. So like, did before. we. Right before everything shut down, and it was um, great. It's an amazing experience. But uh, Jason's already had some experience, like running drones and stuff, and so uh, about the possibility of like using like scanners and things to literally bring these historical places to people that cannot get there, because there are a lot of people that just don't have the means, whether it be it physical or financial. Uh, of traveling around the world or even yeah. around the country. We have a big country. Yeah. Um, so just the possibility, like I think virtual and augmented reality has a lot of possibilities and not just in entertainment value, yeah. but also in educational value too. And I, I really just think that that's a big thing for the world, like going forward. So bringing historical places here or like say when you're at historical places, like the augmented reality, like I can point my phone at this ruin and see like what it actually looked like. And yeah. like, mm -hmm. there's people there like you know, doing things and things like that. Like, I just think that for the future in general, and even right now, if the technology was here, it could be really useful just to bring things to people when they can't yeah. go to them themselves. And yeah, then we we'll just the create kind of VR, it. like Ready Player One VR, not the bad kind, like Lawnmower Man VR. Right. <laughs> so I haven't seen Lawnmower Man, but I do like Ready Player One. We gotta, we gotta start somewhere, Lance. Like <laughs> I, he's just being clear. Don't start at Lawnmower that's, Man. That's right. Just don't, don't start. start with Lawnmower. Man. And then, and then, you know, in in twenty years, we'll just have holodecks, and that's kind of how it works, you know. Trek? Yeah. Star Trek has kind of set the bar for technology for decades yeah so i think we'll get there we'll get there eventually you might not have a thing you put on your head but you'll go into a room and it'll be augmented you'll have like glasses that are augmented instead of virtual yeah right all right um how do i see the face of gaming going i think 
I think online and virtual stuff is going to be in addition to, not instead of. Yeah. I think there's we're going to go back to having our conventions. I think we're going to go back to meetups uh, and and group gaming. But I think there will be a place for the virtual to exist at the same time. Um, one of the good things about this is. Uh, when we all get together at say the convention center to, to hold these things, there are people that won't go because like, for example, people with PTSD don't get along grading crowds or people who are deathly afraid of, of going outside their home. Those people can now attend conventions. Uh, the introverts among us, they don't have to leave their home and they're secure of their, like their library, whatever, and can still be there doing the same things with all the people and not have that fear uh, overcome them, right? So I think this is a great way to get more people into the hobby as well as yeah. keeping the same the same energy going for the rest of us that have been going. Uh, some changes, I think, uh, this, the like we talked about, the, the commercialism of it, the, the sales, the, the capitalism of it. Instead of going to floor sales now, there'll be more online sales. Um, you may walk up to a booth and they may say, we don't have anything here. You can go to an online store, which means they don't have to carry product in. Right. I mean, they might have like a display or two. They don't have yeah. to carry product in. They don't have to carry product out. It which, saves them time and money, which lowers prices for all of us, which I think yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Um, I think board game creators will also come up with apps to do something similar. So if you, instead of paying $50 for a board game that may sit on your shelf, never opened, um, a similar game that's an app that you can play with your friends on whatever devices for $25, that's going to open up. More people are going to buy their stuff and it brings them money so it'll continue to go like that. Uh, I also see tabletop devices making way for virtual devices. So instead of having game maps you're going to have your roll 20 maps instead of all the minis that we personally currently sell it'll be sprites like you can buy things to make your character look exactly how you want it to um, and i think that is a way things are going to go i think people will always want dice because you'll still have your home games but i don't think dice sales are going anywhere um, but dice rollers like you might be able to customize your dice in a dice roller would would certainly benefit from that as well. Hi, dice bag. That's a really interesting <laughs> point. Like having a having a virtual component to your everyday tabletop game. Having like a virtual dice bag. Having like a virtual minis case that you can. I know that we've talked several times about the idea of uh, you know basically what D twenty is doing, but more in a three dimensional sort of influence so like you know if you played with a vr headset on or something an augmented reality headset or an augmented reality app or something like that to be able to see what your character would normally see in in your tabletop game you know walking around and and seeing if you're a dwarf maybe you have dark vision and you can see further than the human who's standing behind you with a torch in his hand kind of thing but I don't let the human stand in front of you because you won't be able to see anything Right, exactly. You know, or if you're a halfling, being able to see, you know, shorter things. I don't know. I don't <laughs> under, know. Under table's very good. Yeah, absolutely. Under the kids eye view. Yeah. Right. 
Um, and Deb, you looked like you had something that you wanted to say as well. Um, well, it, it was a, a step onto that, which is, I think it's a combination of what several people said was, what about the virtual reality? But we imagine, but in our virtual reality, we are sitting around a table together. So, you know, I look across and I see Don, but I see, maybe I see Don's character or maybe Don decides that it's him that I see. So I don't know. I see somebody across from me. Um, the idea of like, um, well, because ultimately what would be what we would all want is put on a VR headset and then we're there. Like we're in yeah. Galarian, right? Yeah. Or we're in it's void Middle Dungeons Earth. and Dragons. Right. Yeah. That would be the yes. that that's basically a holodeck, right? Which, void D &D. which, void I'm, which I'm sure that you know, I'm sure Tracy has Tracy. never thought about anything like no, that. No, I'm sure he's never imagined it before. <laughs> but that, that's right. Ultimately, would that be where it goes? Yeah. yeah. But I think yeah, I love the idea of being able to put on a headset and then sit and I actually can see my game master. You know, I could actually see, you know, if people move their head. This Good is grief, awkward. my this man. Good grief. Cranked around here. Um, she that, said that game master. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm trying to figure out if that would be an app. I, I like the idea of the app of the, um, the virtual minis app. So maybe you yeah. have tons of different cool well, and there's already, tokens that you could put into like Roll20. Right. I was going to say like Hero Lab already exists. So you can create your own 3D pattern for them to actually either send to you so you can print That's your Hero own. That's Hero Forge. Dude. That's what I meant. Not Hero Lab. But thank you. And Eldridge Foundry. Right. So, so, together. so it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be, I don't think it would be very difficult for them to be able to just add that as a digital skin that you can put on your 3d model oh. in at home. You know what I mean? Uh, like, yeah, the, I, I can see that. I will tell you the hero forge coming very soon. Currently in beta is providing color yeah. for their 3d printouts yeah. and token generation. Yeah. Um, so that you can generate actual tokens from your 3d minis. So yeah. when you bring a, to a token into a roll 20, um, or, uh, fantasy grounds or 3d virtual tabletop which was another one that kickstarted That's right. lots of options there yeah all right well we are getting close on time so uh we're gonna go ahead and uh end our talk for episode 213 of the established facts we want to thank everybody who uh first of all thank you all for uh coming and joining me on the mics uh lance avital dr deb uh joshi uh thank you guys so much avital congratulations congratulations um, and then, uh, as far as, uh, any of you who have gotten a chance to watch this video, whether it's live or, uh, picking it up on the, uh, on demand stuff, thank you so much for joining us for episode, uh, 213 of the established facts. Now on the last episode of the established facts, episode 212, we established that, uh, the greatest villain of all time is Batman. Uh, if you have questions about that, please go back and listen to episode 212. It's a doozy. Uh, and so for episode 213, our PopCon, virtual PopCon anniversary episode, we have established Living Room Con 2020, the best 365 days of gaming. Thank nice. you guys so much for joining us on episode Yay. 213. We love you, and we will check you later. Oh, look, KJ's back. Hey, KJ. Hey. Virtual hug, everybody. Hey. Virtual hug. Hey, love you all. Yes, next year we're back next to each other. Table. Yes. Table. All right. Yes, we're in. Next year all right. In Indianapolis.
Before you guys go, can you give us your uh, your social media handles one more oh. time? All the places we can find you. Joshy? You can find us at www.theestablishedfacts.com, facebook.com slash theestablishedfacts, Twitter at, at NDTEF, and Instagram on the Established Facts. We are on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play Music, and uh, all of our episodes are available to download from the website as well. That's right. all right guys we will see you hopefully in person soon and talk yes love you all bye bye thank you so much love you guys all right kj for letting us be here oh my gosh thank you guys so much